And we are live. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, um, to the Connected Learning TV. Um, this is our kickoff webinar in the month-long series titled uh, Cities of Learning 2014, uh, Unique, Personalized Pathways to Success. Um, I'm Megan Cole, um, and I'm the Director of Marketing at the Badge Alliance, um, and I'll be your host today and walk you through with this fantastic panel of um, ladies from Chicago that we have. Um, basically, uh, the topic today is really throughout May, we'll be getting um, some an inside and early look at um, four of the major cities that are working with the Cities of Learning initiative um, uh, kicking off this summer. Um, and so for those of you that are new to this topic of Cities of Learning, um, basically just as a quick background, um, really the Cities of Learning initiative is a, a nationwide type of movement to leverage um, community and government resources um, to really create the links between the in-school and out-of-school learning um, that kicks off in the summer and well beyond the summer months. Um, really the focus of the program is how do you engage the cities to make sure that they're they're really leveraging all the opportunities that are around. So we're really about going across neighborhoods, ensuring that youth have all the access to the creative and academic opportunities, whether in libraries, museums, um, parks, community institutions. Um, really how can you get them involved? Um, and even more so, how can they ultimately show off that that's learning is, um, is ultimately happening? And so that's where the Cities of Learning really relies on the use of digital badges as um, a tool to really document and capture the learning that's acquired. Um, so Chicago actually launched the Cities of Learning uh, movement in 2013. They are our spearhead of the initiative, so we're super excited to learn more about um, really about 2013 and even hear some more about what they're looking to do in 2014. Um, and also excited to, to even say that um, this uh, what the work that Chicago has done has really even started to expand, and so we're excited to uh, announce that over um, uh, five other cities are looking to um, implement this City of Learning initiative throughout their cities, um, kicking off this year as well. So overall, just some really great stuff um, as we um, really start to learn more about what this is. So um, we'll be chatting with the folks today from the uh, Chicago City of Learning um, that, again, had a pivotal role in last year and have been really the champions of this year. Um, and so really excited um, uh, to have um, people on board. But before I let them introduce themselves, I want to do just a quick details um, as we are relying on technology um, here um, today. And so for those that are watching live right now, we really welcome your comments um, via our hashtag, which is um, pound uh, COL2014, so that's COL2014 um, on Twitter um, or on the Google Plus event page. Um, we're looking for questions um, and we will um, have some time at the end of um, this uh, live session to really be able to tackle some of those questions. So we have people monitoring um, our great folks at the um, CLA um, that are, uh, will be able to feed those back so that we can take a look. Um, and um, we're also going to be chatting throughout the month on the uh, Connected Learning Google Plus community page as well as through that hashtag. So we encourage you to keep, um, keep an eye on all the activity that's going on because um, this is the first in our series. Um, so we're, we're really excited to have you um, and just overall excited to dive in. So enough um, from me to get started. Um, what I would love to do is turn the microphone over to our fantastic panel um, and look to you each to introduce yourself. So Elsa, do you want to start? Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Elsa Rodriguez, and I serve as the Programs Manager for the Hive Chicago Learning Network, which is one of several North American um, Hive Learning Networks here in Chicago, working with um, Chicago City of Learning to really connect 
our goals as a network of increasing access to connected learning and digital media learning in the city and um, building pathways for youth and connect uh, the, the Chicago City of Learning is an awesome way to connect to that. Great. Sybil? Oh, hi. I'm Sybil Madison Boyd uh, with Digital Youth Network here at DePaul University in Chicago. And um, Digital Youth Network, we call it DYN, uh, was one of the key partners in um, Chicago's Summer of Learning 2013. We've been working with youth around media, media literacy skills for the past 10 years. Um, and we are a lead partner for the Chicago um, City of Learning Initiative here, working closely with uh, Mozilla and Hive and the Mayor's Office. Uh, and my role in that work has largely been around um, training organizations and helping folks understand digital badges in the framework that we're using uh, and designing badges for their programs. Great. And Tawa, are you um, locked and loaded with us? Just make sure you're not muted. Yeah, so it looks like we are just um, having just a little bit of trouble hearing you. Um, so we're, we're going to uh, our little specialists on that to work with you, Tawa, to get you locked and loaded. But um, we will go ahead, and then as soon as you're ready, we'll we'll take a break and make sure you get to introduce yourself as well. Um, <laughs> so. So with that, as we go ahead and get that settled, um, I'm going to go ahead and just start to dive into some of the questions and just very much in light of um, how these type of panel sessions um, go. Um, I'm going to kick off some questions. I'm probably going to point to um, um, one of you to, to get us off and rolling, but the idea here is to make sure that um, it's a fluid conversation and so for people to chime in um, as we go. Um, so first off, I'm going to start with you, Sybil. Sorry to, to pick on you first, but um, really, um, how do you, what, what do you collectively see um, as a big learning from the 2013 summer um, initiative that really prompted kind of this shift from well beyond the summer months? So, so we know that um, overall, you know, it started as the Chicago Summer of Learning. This year it's the uh, Chicago City of Learning. So can you speak to that a little bit? Um, yeah, we're really excited that we expanded to the City of Learning. Um, I think having a summer focus made made a lot of sense and makes a lot of sense for cities who are beginning because there's so much happening during the summer because we know that kids are out of school. Out of school. But we also know um, that the learning that takes place out of school happens 24-7 all year round. So for us, um, being successful in the summer just helped be a foundation and a platform for really thinking about how we could um, have this initiative uh, be a year-round initiative. So. Um, and we've been able to make that transition, and uh, we're really excited to have more organizations on board and um, to be sharing uh, many more learning opportunities than we were able to last summer. Fantastic. And, and Tawa, are, I'm just checking. It looks like you're muted, but I think we heard you come on. Can you hear me? We can, yes. Really? Fantastic. Great. So why don't you start by just kind of introducing yourself, um, and then um, we'll kind of take it from there. Hello, I'm Tawa Jovanesini Mitchell, and I'm the Director of Education Policy and Partnerships in the Office of Mayor Rahm Emanuel. 
And I have the distinct pleasure of working with um, Sybil, Madison Boyd, and her colleagues at the Digital Youth Network, along with the Mozilla Foundation and um, MacArthur Foundation last summer as we kicked off our inaugural summer of Chicago Summer of Learning. Fantastic. Super excited to have you on board. And with that, uh, I'll, I'll keep you off mute and just say um, anything else to add about um, really how the program evolved from 2013 to be well beyond the summer months. Um, anything to kind of supplement that um, as we start to, to talk more about it as a city of learning, less of a summer of learning. Yes, I think um, what uh, the mayor's uh, what the mayor's incentive was to expand from summer of learning to city of learning was initially when we started the summer of learning, it was um, to try to ensure that our whole city was being tapped as resource as a resource for learning for young people, but really for all Chicagoans. But uh, we know that we have a wealth of cultural institutions and community-based organizations and parks and libraries and other wonderful programming happening in our city and that our young people don't just learn inside the classroom, inside of a school building, but rather with their peers and all over our city. And so initially when we started Summer of Learning, the, the point was to really connect young people and the learning that, was, that they were already engaged in to these other institutions and really trying to lift up the learning that was happening outside the classroom and starting to make those connections. And we saw badging as a wonderful way uh, to be able to do that. And then expanding into the city of learning, again, you building on that concept that learning isn't an isolated um, experience for people, but that it's happening throughout their lives in many different ways, and that we wanted to draw that out and expand that throughout the school year so that the learning that's happening in our school time and in other uh, wonderful places throughout our city could be connected in real time in real ways to, to the student experience. That's great. And, and just to kind of build off that, um, for this connection well beyond the summer, in Chicago specifically, are you tacking on to whether it's other type of breaks or other type of overall initiatives that you think that the learning kind of um, will continue to flow? Absolutely. So what we initially did um, with Sybil's help and, and Nicole's and Achilles and others at, at DYN, um, we first tried to um, continue to, to spread the word about what we were doing um, and what we were able to do last summer to get more organizations on board. And so our first opportunity to sort of explain expand our, our partnership, um, our, our list of partners, if you will, and engage more folks happened um, between um, over the fall, if you will, so that by winter we were already um, having showcases and engaging young people um, while they were on winter break to try to get them exposed to to um, to these opportunities and, and what their appetite, if you will. And we did the same thing um, for spring break. So we were trying to build and capitalize on these natural points throughout the year so that by the time that summer rolls around, we have had exposure, We not only for our, 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 our young people who to say, hey, this is something cool that you can be engaged in, but for our partners as well, so that they can then begin to expand their programming and really start to think about the, the, the offerings that they have and, and what learning opportunities could lend themselves to badges. Um, and then also, we're not just limiting it to 
those um, sort of bricks and mortar programming opportunities, but we're also trying to um, engage people uh, by using the web as a tool and online gaming and allowing young people to level up and build on their experiences that way. And DYN um, and MacArthur-funded programs have been a great way to, to expand that as well. Thank you. That's that's super helpful. Um, and and just a good oversight, especially as people start to think about how they potentially could work with this model. Um, so I'm going to switch to you, Elsa, and, and we've talked to kind of about just some general things, but let's dive in. Um, what kind of events have you seen um, young people especially excited to be part of or speak to some of the actual initiatives on the ground? Certainly. So as uh, Sybil and Tawa alluded to um, in speaking about Cities of Learning becoming a year-long thing as opposed to summer, as we know, there is uh, high importance to reach youth in the summer, but we would be much more successful in engaging everyone in Chicago City of Learning and into Pathways if we could reach them at several points during the year. So to that end, um, we have started a series called Destination Chicago, which is a fantastic, exciting um, pop-up learning party, which has been described as a food court for learning in some instances and also a festival of making and doing in many other instances, where we bring together really this cross-section that Tawa described as partners across the city to come together on a, on a break and really pull together a microcosm of learning that can happen across the city. So that usually happens in the form of a maker party where the learning by anyone who attends, these events are open to all and all ages, where anyone who attends is able to learn by making something. And what's really amazing about these events is that they are tailored to a large range. So we want to engage anyone who comes in the door in some manner, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or advanced learner. And that can mean you're the most advanced three-year-old and maybe the most beginner, you know, 47-year-old parent. But we will engage you in these events. And what you're seeing there is organizations being able to bring people into content and then connect to a pipeline. So the maker parties are really these access points um, as we see in Destination Chicago, which is upcoming on May 10th. Shameless plug for those listening to Chicago, you guys should stop by. Um, it's really an access point to start to see where's your interest, where might you actually see that interest in maybe a bricks and mortar location or online and follow it through and um, allowing people to plug in that way. So that's been our biggest engagement so far. Uh, the Maker Party on January 18th drew about 500 youth and maybe another 600 to 700 including parents. And we hope to see similar numbers, if not larger numbers, on this Saturday's um, Destination Chicago event. And with, within these events too, we've learned that there are time to experiment with connected learning. And as we all know, connected learning is a great theory and it's a very strong theory. And we can um, learn how to implement it as we test these things out. So. Um, in Planning Destination Chicago, we have definitely played with a few elements and we're, we've changed some things around on the second time and we encourage all of the partners to play with these elements too and learn how they can bring people in and engage such a, a vast audience as we advertise to. 
That's great. That's great. And, and just a few things to to go. So with these this type of event, um, are there other types of events throughout uh, the summer or throughout the overall learning that you guys use? And this this is open to the group um, that you guys use to really help generate that interest um, and further get people involved. Can you speak a little bit to that? I, I think that every um, city of learning is is planning to have some kind of a showcase. Um, at some point during the summer to celebrate the learning that has taken place and what we um, know about young people is that they really um, love these opportunities to show a wider audience what it is that they know and are able to do. So um, in, in every city and in ours at the end of last summer we had a huge showcase. It was at our Museum of Science and Industry so it was really in a grand location and I think um, the the buzz that's there and also at these events that, that Elsa is describing that Hive has put on, um, you can it's palpable that number one parents want these opportunities for their kids, um, but a lot of times they don't know how to find them, they don't know how to access them, they don't know how to match up their their children's interests with the opportunities. So the initiative is really um, facilitating parents and other adults who care about kids to help them find um, opportunities to really explore interests, to develop passions and talents. Um, and then these events, like a showcase, really enable the youth to understand that there's a broader audience for um, what it is that they have achieved, um, and that they're that you know, like the city cares about them and wants to see what they can do. That we're all embracing the talents that they're able to share with us. So, um, so I think that the the maker parties, um, kind of in a physical place, help people connect to opportunities, and then these showcases enable young people to really be celebrated for what it is that they have done and achieved. Um, and the energy around that is. Um, is really amazing um, and it helps us um, understand that we have so much more work to do um, in the initiative to really capitalize and maximize all these great resources that every city, every locality has um, that, you know, uh, more often than not, not enough people are, are accessing. Fantastic. And it looks like Tawa, you want to um, add something to that? I just wanted to add that um, I think there are also great opportunities to show organizations how they might engage in the work as well. Um, one of the great um, purposes of the Hive and, and DYN, at least that we found um, you know, over the past year, is that they really help to um, help organizations and institutions dissect their programming and show um, what learning opportunities are embedded in it. Traditionally in education, we think of lesson plans or we think of the, the finite um, number of weeks that we might have with young people and break down learning that way. Um, but it's really neat to watch uh, program managers and program coordinators talk about their programs and then dissect which pieces of those are actually um, stackable and, and are able to be scaffolded in, in the ways that which um, young people level up with badges or anybody levels up with badges. And so I think that's really a neat thing about the fairs and the different opportunities for other organizations who may not be engaged. They can see, oh, actually, I do do that program in technology or engineering or arts or math or science or something like that, and I can offer um, other other opportunities to, to join in this connected learning party. Um, so I think that's that's really great and that we have now the infrastructure to be able to support those organizations um, to do that and expand that thinking is, is really wonderful. 
That's great. And and I think you 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 queue up a, a next topic really well is is really diving into this. Okay, so so what are badges and and really how how do they work especially when it comes to this building this city system? And then talk a little bit about and this is open to anybody that wants to chime in or if everybody wants to take a stab. Um, this idea of um, of leveling up. And so I've heard you guys say that a few times. Um, and so can you can you talk a little bit about how Chicago really used that um, to kind of help um, grow um, overall interest and, and really get people engaged? Um, so I'll, I'll start us off on the digital badges conversation. Um, you know, the digital badges, they're an innovative tool um, that uh, can be very powerful, I think, in communicating what young people have achieved through their experiences and I think a lot of times when people think about badges they think about the Girl Scouts or the Boy Scouts um, and in some ways um, that's a really helpful um, reference point because if you were a Girl Scout or Boy Scout or Brownie, I was Brownie, um, you know when you wanted, you knew what, what uh, the badges represented. You knew what you had to do to earn the badges, um, and they were a visible representation in some ways, very motivating, right? I want to achieve that. Um, and then you went through the steps, and there was someone who confirmed that you um, did meet all the criteria, and then you earned that badge, and then you wore it, and you were really proud about it, and it showed what you were able to do. Um, and sometimes, because you were able, you had shown that you were able to do something, you were given opportunities to do other things. So I know how to build a fire, now I can, you know, be the lead at the um, campsite. So um, in many ways, badges are still like that, um, except that they're digital. So um, the, the badge can contain digitally um, information about uh, what the learning experience was, what the criteria were for earning the badge. Um, because they're digital, they can be shared, so it's really easy for young people to then, after they've earned a badge, to share that badge with their teacher through an email, by embedding it in an application for a job, by um, talking about it and including a link um, when they're applying to college, um, by pushing it out to their Facebook page, or when they get older, to their LinkedIn account. Um, so they're a really innovative tool that communicates across spaces very well and efficiently what someone has learned and are able to do. Um, and we think that um, it's a great tool in this connected learning space where we're really trying to break down that barrier between formal and informal learning. So, um, so I'm really excited about um, the power uh, that badges have. And as Tava was saying, as we're working with organizations, one, I think they're understanding they do so much rich, robust um, work with young people and in many ways the learning that takes place outside of school is is sacred in some way because kids don't come into those spaces as their test score or as their grade um, they come into those spaces as you know people who are really interested in something that they want to do and so we see really powerful learning um, that in, in some ways doesn't have the constraints that unfortunately many of our educators do in the informal learning space we see learning that can be interest-based we see learning that um, that isn't, you know, doesn't have the same kind of barriers. Um, so we really want to capture what young people are getting out of those experiences, and the digital badges help us do that. And what we're learning from our organizations, um, they see a value add because they, the badges also help articulate to the young people themselves what they have achieved. How many young people have had a rich, deep experience over the summer, and then they come back and they write that essay, and they say, oh yeah, I was a lifeguard at the pool. Um, but they don't necessarily articulate that they developed these skills around responsibility, that they um, were leaders, 
um, etc. So what's been great is that when we've been working with organizations, they've been able to really think about all of those hidden skills and habits and knowledge sets that are really embedded in what they do already. And then they've been able to use badges to articulate that better for themselves, for their young people, and then ultimately so that young people can articulate what they've gained to others. So, um, so I think it's a really powerful and innovative tool um, that is playing a big role in this initiative and I think um, really helps us communicate across spaces that um, in many ways have a hard time talking because they, they don't always talk in the same language. That's great. Music to my ears. Uh, Tawa, do you want to, to kind of supplement, um, or Elsa, a little bit about how then the program kind of used this idea of leveling up with, with badges that um, Sybil just gave uh, a great overview with? Elsa, would you like to, to speak to that? Well, I the, the point I wanted to speak to is really um, how there's a connection between badges and this idea of pathways that we see and really I think one of the the key missions of the Cities of Learning initiatives is to expand opportunities um, beyond those who are typically engaged in our opportunities so where so you start to see something of, of a pipeline where um, you may be engaged in certain after-school programs because you hear from them through certain teachers or things of that nature and now if you're able to badge you're getting that kind of currency to build to your own profile and, and your own um, social capital as, as you level up in citizenship um, in life. But if you're not reaching those opportunities, how might we facilitate more access to that through, through cities of learning? So in that, um, I think that's one of our big questions to crack and something that we are trying to resolve via large digital outreach, first of all. Um, and then the face-to-face -face encounters as we've seen through the Destination Chicago events with the maker parties where if we make something big and exciting happen are we able to reach more than those who we're typically reaching already and, and that's the big question and I think um, in our upcoming event we realized that we might need to add some elements to really reach a teen audience that hadn't come out through the current channels and bringing those folks in and in this particular Destination Chicago, we are going to then make deliberate effort to continue the learning into the summer, right? Where uh, the awesome team, shout out to Akili um, at DYN, has created a portal that, you know, takes, brings, brings together all the massive sets of information in a city such as Chicago about opportunities for the summer and filters them for folks to be able to explore on their own through the Cecil portal and so feasibly we are hoping to reach more people and bring them in um, in the future they might even get a maker party destination Chicago badge brought in into that ecosystem and then go ahead and follow up with one of the organizations they learned about through the portal and level their interests up in that manner and, and as as Sybil said so greatly which I won't even try to touch and that goes back into your larger um, portfolio and, and resume as a student and as, an, as a learner. So that's definitely um, something that we've been able to experiment in building that access and that equity. 
That's great. That's great. Um, and I and I think a, a very important thing to think of, especially as you're you're this this topic of the city of learning is making sure that that it is easily accessible um, to you know all different um, uh, different ages and, and different um, um, sectors within the city and so forth. And so, um, Tawa, do you want to um, mention just a little bit um, this idea of? I just want to make sure the audience gets to understand how you guys worked with leveling up because I know you guys did a lot of awesome stuff last year um, to to kind of work through the overall framework. So you want to touch on that a little bit? Sure, I can certainly try to. I mean, so for us, it was both a leveling up of organizations as well as a leveling up of youth experience. That is to say, last summer, we threw out this sort of STEAM idea that we would um, organize our, our learning experiences around science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And thanks to the Hive, we already had um, a solid group of um, organizations and institutions who had already been working in this way and could almost serve as um, leaders um, for other organizations who were taking the work on. So we held a series of workshops um, for those who wanted to engage with us and, and offer programming. We, we surveyed a lot of the um, program providers to say, hey, does this interest you? Do you offer things in the STEAM categories? And a lot of our time was just spent um, pouring through the various program offerings that were out there and then um, making those, helping those organizations to make connections to see how they were, um, how uh, they were already offering things that were, that were in the STEAM categories. Then we tried to help them, again, with the help of some more seasoned organizations in the badging work, as well as um, support from DYN and the Hive. We tried to help those organizations identify these um, opportunities that they had from beginner to intermediate to advanced. And then we, we offered those young people the opportunity to level up in that way. So um, last summer you could, or, you could earn an S, a T, an E, an A, and or an M badge. And then you could link all of those and start to build the pathways that, that have been talked about in this conversation today, um, leveling up to a citywide mayor's badge. And we just tried to keep it fun and engaging and exciting. Um, for not only our, our young people, but our partners as well. Um, the the, the um, city of, of, well, then the CECL, the Summer of Learning Showcase that we did at the Museum of Science and Industry, as Sybil alluded to, it was just an amazing, uh, amazing experience, um, not just for the young people and the programmers, but for those who were uh, working on the project all summer, just to see all the young people coming together to display their work, to be able to articulate so well, this is what I learned this summer, this is what I made, this is why it was cool. Um, and then to, to have other partners collaborating and saying, wow, you know, we offered this this year, but I'm going to, um, after school matters, get with the Adler Planetarium, and next year we will offer this thing collaboratively, um, which will be even greater. So I think that is a lot of the power of the Hive also, is to help um, seed and and really um, lift up these these um, various partnerships too that seeming that are seemingly unlikely. So you have experiences for young people that they're leveling up in that way, um, as Elsa and Sybil talked about, identifying their own interests and passions and being able to scaffold those and, and experience that. But then also um, 
for, for organizations and institutions to collaborate in new and exciting ways that they may not have thought of uh, previously. And so in my mind, that is also a, a leveling up because it's, it's, it's um, growing and expanding the, the playing field for all of us so that we can learn more. Fantastic. And Sybil, did you want to add something on that as well? Oh, you know, I, what I was going to add is what Tawa said right at the end of what she was saying. Um, so, so just to maybe underline it, um, what we're finding is we have these uh, organizations don't know where else their young people can go. Um, so they work with them and maybe they're doing something entry-level photography, but they don't know where to send that young person who is now starting to really geek out on photo in photography. So, um, so the badges kind of help us describe or um, map out the landscape, right? So now organizations know, oh, I can send them there. Um, and the organization that receives them kind of knows what that young person has learned um, previously because they can look at the badge. Uh, and then the other thing that I think happens, um, which I think is really awesome, is when kids go back to school, if they can share this information with their teachers, they can kind of level up in the school space, right? Because now the teacher knows that this is a kid who knows how to use iMovie. And maybe I want to use iMovie, right? Um, but I'm new to it. But I have a young person in my class who has those skills and abilities. So now that young person can level up in a way um, in that setting because they have some um, skills and knowledge that they can share and use. So I, I really think that um, it helps us to empower both organizations who are really trying to help their young people, you know, go down these pathways just like parents are, um, but don't know, always know how to make those connections and help their kids kind of level up in um, their specialization around these interests, but it also helps young, young people level up um, in spaces in their lives um, in ways that they might not have had an opportunity before because now what they can do is more visible. That's fantastic. There's um, so, so much going on and just so much great stuff that um, the ability to be able to connect all these elements within the cities and so I'm really excited to see as this, this movement continues to expand. Um, so just a few more questions and then want to make sure that we um, allow uh, some time to get questions from our community. Um, so without a doubt, the three of you are very closely tied to this initiative. Um, and so I think I would start to say, and, and if everybody just has a chance to talk about it is, you know, um, what was your really your favorite part of last year and what are you so excited about this year? And maybe it can be the same thing, maybe it's two separate things, but just kind of um, from your own personal perspective, there's no wrong or right answer here. Um, just kind of say as being in the trenches and really kind of behind of getting this up, um, what was your favorite part and what are you most excited about this summer? We'll start with you, Elsa. Sure. All right, so I can't say I was uh, as deep in the uh, trench as uh, Sybil and Tawa <laughs> might have been last year. But I will say something that I think Tawa touched on that is maybe not necessarily an intended consequence of, of this, but that I'm very excited about is how not only are organizations learning that they don't have to do the work, you know, this heroic work of guiding a youth down a path themselves, they can work with others, but they are, and especially within Hive, and having, because Chicago City of Learning provides contacts and platforms, almost challenges and laboratories to try new things, organizations are really um, playing in that space. Uh, so it's been very exciting to see how organizations have collaborated together and come up with a new innovative way that they might work together where, you know, what does um, 
an action-oriented group like Youth Muse have to do with uh, marine science, have to do with the hangout space at the library. Well, it turns out that they could actually put together something very um, innovative and engaging for a group of youth that they could not have done solely alone um, without, without the work of each other. So seeing that has been a fantastic thing that I am really excited to see moving forward, and that obviously very much ties into what a pathway is, um, and I think we're all of the school of mind that collaboration is necessary for pathways to be successful and badgers to be successful in those pathways. So seeing um, those kind of new inventions come together has been fantastic, and I cannot wait to see that happen more and um, maybe a future where there are citywide programs that do, that do bring several organizations together um, to really be, uh, get some holistic learning together that's that's less discipline based. Um, maybe that's that's my uh, toss out for the potential <laughs> of those collaborations. That's great. Sybil? Um, so last summer I was able to work with um, several hive organizations around um, creating opportunities that kids would level up to. So as Tawa mentioned, those kids who earned the, all the badges in the STEAM categories got a chance to level up to certain experiences. And so I would say last year I was most excited about um, exactly what Elsa just said, working with um, organizations who are coming together and really tapping into existing resources to create these really um, amazing experiences for kids. And so, um, and one of those projects is Steam Studio, um, which you can learn more about at steamstudio.net. Um, but a really unique experience that brought together several organizations as well as um, business partners to um, uh, help kids kind of um, go along this path around design. And so fashion design, jewelry design, um, and um, really connected them in unique ways to, um, to business partners. Um, and, and some of our kids ended up um, having some really unique experiences that I don't think they would have had access to otherwise um, because we were tapping into what was already there. And I'd say this year around, um, along that same vein, uh, I, I'm, I'm really involved in, in Pathways work too, and um, we brought together a group of organizations to develop a writing pathway. So how do we really support kids who are geeking out on writing um, across a number of genres? And again, I'm just really excited about, one, organizations coming together and it not being about... Um, I need to keep my kids at my organization or um, this is what I do and no one else can do it, but really about why are we in this work? We're in this work because we want to support young people because we have a passion for writing and we want kids to have access to that. Um, and, and we've been able to connect with some um, organizations here in the city like Poetry Foundation who, I mean, they're dying to reach young people. So when you start to talk to folks and say, hey, could we create a pathway where kids can level up to do a poetry reading at the foundation? The foundation, which is this amazing multi-million dollar institution, is like, we'd love to do that. So I, I, think, um, I think I'm most excited about how we can better leverage the resources that support um, rich and deep learning and the maximization of, of young people's potential. Um, and this initiative creates a platform for us to do that, to tap into those resources that we have always had but haven't been able, you know, or haven't, you know, most efficiently or effectively um, used in support of this one mission of um, really helping our kids grow into um, passionate people. Perfect. And Tawa, want to round us out? 
I think the things that I was most excited about have already been mentioned as far as the rich partnerships and, and connections. Um, what I'm really excited about as far as the future is probably very um, wonky and not as sexy, but I will say the fact that um, Chicago Public Schools, and our, which is our local district uh, public school, um, system is engaged this way at, a, at this year and to, to an even greater extent and there are a lot of sort of logistical behind the scenes things that have been worked out um, that we did not have we were moving so fast last year that we um, didn't have as much time to ramp up whereas this year um, we have had many of those conversations early and often and our district um, is well poised to um, send information about the City of Learning Home in every single backpack um, before school ends this year, that the teachers have been engaged earlier so they have the language and the talking points to really help their students and parents, most importantly, for those especially under 13, understand what City of Learning is so that they can help them create those usernames and passwords to log in and get ready um, to, to join the Summer of Learning and um, for this upcoming um, this upcoming uh, summer. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Just at, we are scaling at a way that is very, very exciting. We've learned from last year. Um, the district is really helping us get the word out, and that's also helpful. And then on the legal side, I'm really, really excited about um, about uh, the data that we are, are have. We've overcome some additional legal challenges. So we will have even richer data on who's participating, who's earning badges, where they're earning badges, um, and, and what pathways are beginning to emerge. And, and those things uh, will, I think, help advance us even further. So I'm excited about that. That's great. And it looks like, Elsa, you have one thing that you wanted to chime in about with that? Definitely. And um, Tawa did an awesome job of kind of segueing me into that. So. Um, I think, you know, what Tao is really speaking about is a new way of looking at, at learning and working together um, that, that makes um, folks see a landscape in itself and themselves as part of, of the moving pieces of it. And um, that's something that is new and spreading, as we're all thankful for. And, and at Hive Chicago, one of the ways that we think about things as a network is really what is the power um, and what what can we do when we collectively come together that, that can move some of these big challenges that we see as a city and that we see around education. And um, so what I'm really excited about as, as Cities of Learning um, continues to evolve is making a landscape where solving those challenges is possible. So um, some groups have come up with the fact that clearly getting to our youth um, is sometimes is an issue with them getting to us. So there's a transportation challenge. Well, now with, with this understood collective, um, you know, there's an opportunity to understand who's coming to something like a Cecil Showcase or a Destination Chicago and who's not and really get that information and, and begin to try to solve based on that information. Or, you know, possibly um, another one that we all face and, and we've alluded to, right, is, is how do, what's the in-school and out-of-school connection? And badges is definitely something that's that's helping bridge that but you know is is bringing destination chicago to a school which you're doing is that is that going to you know begin to engage schools do we have innovative projects that we've created in out of school that can become classroom related vice versa can that can that switch on off um, 
and then in parent engagement piece. So what I'm really excited about is seeing the challenges that we've been facing as educators um, find a landscape to solutionize, I guess, and um, having CPS on board, having the city on board, it seems like we're, we might be getting to a sweet spot and excited about the outcome of those things. Fantastic, and I, I think that, that kind of translates into a, a, a next thing that um, I really just wanted to bring up is you, and especially you, Tawa, you talked a lot of good best practices even from learning last year, whether it was with training or whether it was, you know, how do we mobilize at an earlier time to make sure people are on board. If you guys could each just, you know, take a few minutes and just talk about if you were to give a best practice um, for others out there that are thinking about doing this um, model um, or even the cities that are, are looking to launch uh, this year as well, um, any piece of advice that you think is really good and important to make sure that they're taking time to think about it um, as, as you see it. So we'll start with you, Tawa. I think, um, thank you, I think that one piece of advice would be to engage the business community from the beginning, and I apologize, I don't even know how to stop my phone from ringing, so just forgive me, um, Cyberland people. Um, so, um, it's my desk phone, uh, so sorry, this is horrible. Um, so, anywho, what I would say is that, oh, thank you, they hung up. Um, so what I would say is that um, engaging the business community early on in this work is critical um, because the badges mean nothing if there's no currency on the other side um, to really help um, reward. I mean, obviously they mean a lot to the young person and, and to their learning and to all of the things that Zippel talked about earlier on in terms of self-efficacy. But then there's also a practical um, a practical perspective of when I am building that LinkedIn account, what experiences can I point to that are really tangible and meaningful to an employer? Am I a good team um, builder? Can I, um, do I communicate well, um, both written and orally, and some other things that are really skills that are embedded in, in much of the programming that, that is out there. So um, for us, while we did a decent job, um, and I think our work over time has been to really articulate the, the 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 impact of badges and their potential. We have organizations like DePaul University signing on to say that they will con um, consider badging in their admissions process and others. But I think really building on um, the the non-traditional partner piece, particularly around workforce and economic development, and talking about pathways as as a means to um, a career um, or a credential of economic value in the long term and speaking to employers in the language that they understand and about the power of this work. So that would be my one piece of advice. Get those talking points um, now and start thinking about um, those business champions in your community that can really see this for what it is and, and, and really begin to engage with it. Great, that's fantastic. Sybil? Um, yeah, definitely plus one to everything that Tawa said. I think building the badge currency is really important and looking at it um, from the perspective of each potential consumer of the badge um, is really important. On the other end of it, since I've been involved a lot in the training of organizations who are designing badges for their programs, what I usually say to them is, you know, this is a new thing and um, for many organizations it's a new way of looking at what they're doing. Um, so we always say this is about what you're already doing, what you've already been doing. It's not 
you know, uh, anything new. It's just about representing what you're doing um, using a new tool. Um, but we also say, you know, start small and build on that. I think um, Chicago's a great city, and we like to do things big. And so we did. And um, and the value of that was that we built this foundation that we could build on, um, and we really have a strong foundation to build on. Uh, but I also think it's important for organizations to start small so that they can really design badges that um, well represent what they're doing and also um, uh, really think about how to integrate that badging into what they're doing so that it adds value to the learning experience for the learner. So, um, and I think as organizations do that, uh, then the badges that they deliver and that young people actually share with those um, potential employers and with the college, et cetera, are going to be really strong badges. And I think that's what we want. We want um, organizations to, to take the time to really think this through um, and, and design really well um, around this new concept and then build from that. Great. Elsa? Um, so I'll, I'll speak a little bit to what I think is um, as I'm uh, network-minded with Hive Chicago here, I'll speak a little bit to what I think is um, a necessary shift, possibly, in cities, um, especially in the informal learning community and possibly the formal, um, which is being willing to experiment and then work together, in a sense. And CECL, starting with Chicago Summer of Learning, um, did that well by building um, opportunities where people really came together and work together to a common purpose, whether it's something like a showcase. Um, those are s clear, um, small-touch ways of building that foundation that Sybil and Tower are speaking about, um, because the community tends to, um, for, 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 you know, just historically not worked in the open um, and not worked collaboratively in that sense. Uh, that's definitely key. So cities looking to adopt this, um, building that space, um, being able to connect digitally in that space as well uh, is very important. And that way, um, some of those pieces start to come together and the willingness to jump on a train that's building itself while it's rolling along the tracks um, becomes a little easier to, to make happen. Fantastic. Um, well, you all get the champion badge for really kind of diving in and spearheading this work. It's it's um, just fantastic to see everything that evolved from last year and even more exciting to see what's going into um, uh, to this year. Um, I, I know we have a little bit of little time left, so I just wanted to hit, there's one question that surfaced that I think is important because um, I know it plays a big role in Sotawa. I'm going to ask you to say one last thing on this is um, there's a question kind of about the mayor's involvement and really how important it was um, for um, getting um, the city on board with the Cities of Learning Initiative. Um, so if you could just just speak to that a little bit just so that um, people that are listening um, better understand that, um, I think that would help. Sure. I think um, the mayor was initially excited about this, number one, because as I mentioned early on, it was a way to engage many of our partners. Um, as a city, you know, we're often called a city of big shoulders, and we had last summer um, come on the, come from or emerge from a, a, a teacher strike, and we had emerged from um, some kind of divisive um, educational um, opportunities in our in our city. The teacher strike, school closings, etc. And what was really neat about the Chicago Summer of Learning 
is all of that got put on the shelf, all of it got put aside because we really came together to support youth and to support kids in our city around uh, really new, neat, innovative, and exciting ways. And I think that was one um, thing that, that really excited the mayor. And again, he's very passionate about students reaching their full potential and every Chicagoan having the opportunity to learn. And we know that learning is happening all around them, um, particularly outside of school. And so this, this created an opportunity to really showcase that learning, um, those learning opportunities, and then those, those um, learning moments that students are having when they're engaging in the programs. And I think residents benefit also because they go um, they have the opportunity to check out perhaps uh, cultural institutions that they weren't necessarily planning to attend, but if, if your kid drags you along and says, you know, there's this really neat thing happening at Museum of Science and Industry, Mom, you should check it out, or, or at the Architectural Foundation or anywhere, I think um, one, one benefit to our residents is just reminding ourselves what a great world-class city we live in and how um, it, it's, the learning doesn't just happen for the young people, but it happens for us also. Um, and I think, as I was mentioning earlier, I think the possibilities are endless around the, the, the net gain benefit for all of us as far as when, when young people are engaged, when they can see that light at the end of the tunnel, when they know where the pathway leads, um, be it a career in healthcare or, or education or uh, transportation distribution and logistics or any of the, the emerging IT fields in our region, by earning that one badge, if they get that hook early on, then the pathway tends to unfold and as Sybil mentioned, then other opportunities are unlocked that, that they may not have had. And I think we all win when that happens. So. Great. Thank you. That's, that's really helpful advice. So, so one final quick thing. Um, I'm so jazzed about everything you guys are talking about. Where do I go to learn more about the Chicago um, program that's kicking off um, very shortly? Elsa? So I um, might pitch that one over to Sybil really quickly, but um, the Chicago City of Learning website, which is, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you have it open, chicagocityoflearning.org yes. <laughs> is, is the place. I'll let Sybil speak on that a little bit more. I wanted to share a quick resource because I did mention one of the, um, I think, key things is having community that's willing to work in the open and work together and um, sometimes building those spaces. So I wanted to share a quick resource, um, which is called the Hive Cookbook. It can be found at wiki.mozilla.org slash webmaker slash Hive Cookbook. So if you're trying to bring folks together, there's some great resources there. And I just want to shout out the Mozilla Foundation um, for all of their, their innovative thinking and partnership and staffing of this work. Um, I think giving us the tools to be able to, to, to take this work to the next level can't be underscored. And so uh, we're, we're really thankful to them also. Fantastic. Well, thanks, everybody. This has been a great conversation. And how 60 minutes have flown by, I'm not entirely sure. But um, it's been great. And so um, I really thank you, um, the three of you, for taking time to help further educate us on this initiative. 
um, and to the group at large. Um, by tomorrow, we should have the full recording of this webinar and other curated content up on the um, Connected Learning website, which is www.connectedlearning.tv, um, that you can share with your networks. Um, um, this wraps up our first webinar of the month-long series, um, but that doesn't mean our conversations have to pause here. Um, we encourage everybody to keep the energy up um, on the Twitter hashtag. Again, that is hashtag COL2014. Um, that's COL2014. Um, as well as specific to Chicago, um, you can reach them at the at ExploreChai. So um, that's at E-X-P-L-O-R-E-C-H-I. Um, and again, I know that there wasn't super amount of time for questions, so feel free to keep those going there um, and the team can do. Um, and also you can make sure to get involved on um, the Connected Learning Google Plus community. Um, and so we encourage you because there's a lot of activity going to join us there. Um, if you'd like to learn more about the exciting work at Chicago, again, same thing, reach at um, www.explorechai.org or the Chicago um, Cities of Learning.org. Um, and then again, visit us at connectedlearning.tv for more info um, about the upcoming events. Um, as we continue this um, month-long activity. So overall, thanks, and thanks for inviting me to facilitate today. See you Saturday, Chicago.